0: Hey, everybody welcome back to another edition of bavarian podcast works this is chuck smith and i'm here to bring you the post game show after germany's extremely disappointing one nil loss at the hands of hungary hungary looked great they played with passion they played with fire they came out of the gate swinging germany not so much oh man it was a very difficult match to watch and I always hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it seems like that's all I'm bringing lately. Once I pick up the microphone and start recording, things have not been working out so well, whether you're covering or watching Bayern Munich or Germany, it just has not been good. Ah, Germany, not good at all today. So let's take a quick run through what happened in the match before we start discussing it. And right out of the gate, you could see that Hungary was extremely energetic. They were playing with a lot of fire. Germany looked like they were going through the motions a bit at the beginning. They did start to assert themselves into the match, but it really, in the end, did not matter so much uh, because in the 17th minute, we did see Adam Salai just have a terrific goal. It was off of a corner, Dominic Shabashlai. Was able to send the ball in. Salai just did a, an incredible flick. If you have not seen this goal, you have to find it. It's all over Twitter. I think the Fox Soccer account has it. Uh, just a deft flick. Went to the, from the near post to the far post. Ter had no chance. And right off the bat, it seems, just 17 minutes into the match, Hungary was up. And it just felt like a mountain to climb for whatever reason. Germany just did not look like they were fully in sync. And while over the course of the rest of the first half, Germany was largely in control and they had more possession and they were asserting themselves in such a way that it just felt like they should score. They were never precise or efficient enough to score 25th minute. Joshua Kimmich picked up a yellow card for holding for Germany 41st minute, Adam Salai picked up a yellow card for elbowing. Uh, maybe a little lucky with that one. I don't know if it was intentional or not, but um, certainly did some damage. Uh, but either way, Salai was the hero of the first half and he put Hungary up 1-0. And I have to say, like it was really disappointing that we would see a Hansi Flick team come out and play without any life to start the match. And even though Germany asserted itself, and they looked better after the goal, they weren't precise. They certainly were not efficient with their chances, and they did have chances. Uh, it, it was not what we had previously previously seen Germany look like under Flick. I do believe Germany was a little flat. There was no reason to think that the starting lineup was going to come out and, and, and lay an egg like that, to be honest. And it was really disappointing because w- when you look at who they started, I mean, you had Ter filling in for Neuer. You had Antonio Rudiger Nicholas Sula. The outside back combination was David Rahm and Jonas Hoffman. So that back line was pretty solid. And admittedly, I thought they did pretty well during the match. Sula even in the second half did a little bit of a Sulinho act, uh, dribbling all the way down the pitch, dishing off a nice pass. Ultimately, Germany didn't do anything with it, but it's good to see Sula doing that again. In the midfield, Germany had started Joshua Kimmich and Elkai Gunduan. Again, you would think, I mean, those two, they're pretty stable, pretty solid, and, and they were pretty decent. Kimmich, I thought, had a, had a good match. Uh, the attack consisted of Thomas Muller at the attacking midfield slash second striker spot. Timo Werner was the striker. Leroy Sané and Serge Gnabry were the wings. So, I mean, that is a good lineup for Germany, and and I expect it a lot. But when you come out flat against a very, very aggressive, very energetic, and very hungry squad, um, that those are the results you get. I mean, you, you, Germany did not look like they came in expecting a fight, and they got one. They were ill-prepared for it. And at halftime, I think – that Germany was was really like, how do I put this? They were gathering themselves. They were trying to pull it together to come out and put forth a really strong effort. And I think that Flick's messaging, whatever it was at halftime, got through because what we did see was a bigger sense of urgency in the second half and something that was not there in the first half. So as we went along, uh, right off the bat, Flick substituted in Tilo Carrer for Serge Gnabry. He went with a back three look with Carrer, Sula, and Rudiger as the center backs. That pushed Hoffman and Rahm out as wing backs, And then we saw the attacking group really just kind of float around the different positions. Uh, it was disappointing in the attack because... Uh, They had a lot of trouble passing in the final third, something that we had not seen much under Flick before, something that we had seen under Yogi Love, of course. But under Flick, we had not seen this kind of imprecision. Uh, Sometimes it was a lack of movement. They had trouble getting the ball to Timo Werner, who I thought made some decent runs, but they could not get the ball to him. At times, Leroy Sané was incredibly good. I mean, he did some fantastic work in the final third, but he was also... Just great overall in the match in terms of tracking back and playing D, tackling strong. It was was really a banner game for Sané. It's a shame that when he had his chances, much like Werner and Thomas Muller, uh, he was not efficient with him. And I should throw Joshua Kimmich in that mix, too, because Kimmich had a couple of chances that on a good day he buries, but he did not today. And, And it was just that kind of match for Germany. 67th minute. Hungary made a couple of subs, 69th minute, Germany countered that, Kai Havertz and Jamal Musiala entered the match for Timo Werner and Ilkay Gundogan. Um, Obviously, with these moves, Flick went a little more attacking, uh, taking Gundogan off the pitch and using Musiala, Uh, Havertz and Werner pretty much were like for like. Uh, I think Flick wanted some fresh legs. I think this is exactly why you have players like Kai Havertz and Jamal Musiala. Unfortunately, they couldn't really make an impact or get much going. It was just that kind of game for, uh, (laughs) for Germany. 78th minute. We did see Hungary make another substitution as we saw Callum Styles come into the match. Um, At this point, Germany I felt really really started to ramp it up and try and create but they just couldn't find a way to do it 85th minute Lucas Nemecha came on for Thomas Muller this was obviously a move aimed at trying to get more of a target man into the match again Demetra even though he was not in the game that long was not really able to positively impact it at the same time uh Hungary made another sub with Nago coming on. So it was, uh, you know, at this point, both teams were, I would say a little tired. Germany was definitely fresher. They were definitely playing with more energy. Hungary looked like they were just hanging by a thread at this stage, but they toughed it out. 90th minute. We saw Antonio Rudiger pick up a yellow card uh, for a foul listed as roughing on flash score. So, We entered into extra time with five minutes. Germany could not really get much going there either. Uh, They did have a couple of uh, opportunities to make something happen. But again, it was that kind of game. Nothing was able to work for Germany, especially in the final third. Overall, I would say it was an extremely, extremely disappointing effort for the Germans. I think they're going to be very upset at themselves. Hansi Flick is probably irate right now because he rolled out a good lineup. He just did not get anything out of that lineup. It was just extremely disappointing. And in the end, Germany saw their 13-game unbeaten streak, wiped away by just what I will say is a very good Hungary team. They're well coached, and they played with a ton of passion, though they did kind of wear themselves out. But um, when you look at this match, you're going to look at a couple of things, and you're going to say Germany did not look great passing, When you look at Adam Salai's goal, you're going to say, well, he beat Thomas Muller. It was pretty much a foot race in close quarters, and he established position. He beat Muller to the spot, and it it was very lackluster defending for Muller and and very disappointing. Muller, on the match, looked a little flat himself. He did not look like the normal, energetic Thomas Muller, looked a little worn down. Seeing that, I'm hoping that that Flick does not use him against England, but I can't imagine that Flick is going to roll a lineup out against England that will not include Thomas Muller. Uh Mueller just might need some downtime. Uh, he did not look fresh and, and it showed, especially on that play. And again, it was a circus goal. And and like I don't know if you gave Adam Soloy that shot. I don't know, a hundred times. Maybe he makes it a handful, but he made it today. And it was it was really, I mean, it was tremendous. It was a a great feat of skill. Um, But in the end, it was Salai's desire and determination that got him to that spot to be able to make that play. And if anything, that's what I'm disappointed about because it was a one goal game. And sure, it was early in the match, but one little lapse, one little misstep, I don't want to say laziness. I don't want to say fear or anything like that, but just having your opponent be able to out-want something is, to me, what was the difference in this match, not just on that play, but just in how the two teams approached the game. Uh, Hungary was just absolutely relentless from start to finish, and yes, they did wear down in the second half, but it is near impossible to be able to run at the, <laughs> with a high motor like that you know, pressing the pedal to the metal the whole time without having a little bit of uh what I would say, uh letting the air out of the tires a bit. They they just could not maintain it. And uh that's okay because they still got the win. And I, I think one of the uh one of the <laughs> one of the players that came in to me and made a big impact for Hungary and he was a sub was Laszlo Kleinheisler. He was able to come in and really, like, he he brought some speed. He brought some intensity. Uh, he came on for the Philadelphia Union midfielder, Daniel Kaz- Gazdag, who, Gazdag, it's hilarious to me, and I, I tweeted this during the match, like, this guy, I'm watching him play against Germany's best players, and literally at the end of next week, he'll be back here 15 minutes from my house <laughs> playing for the Philadelphia Union. And it's crazy to me, but either way, aside of Gazdag, Kleinheisler brought immense energy to the match and he was a difference maker and it was just a difference in seeing what Hungary's bench was able to bring into the match as opposed to Germany's and Germany's by far the players are more talented Kai Havertz Jamal Musiala uh you know I'm not going to throw a Tilo Kerr in that mix but uh you know when you bring in the likes of Hazard and or Havertz and Musiala you expect more than what you got I think and it was Again, everybody looked a little slow, a little sluggish to get adapted. And every time a sub came in, it was like they started a little flat and had to build into it. So it was a common theme for Germany that everyone was going to be a little bit off in the match. And it was unfortunate because Hungary is not a team you can do that against. Maybe four years ago, maybe eight years ago, you could, but this is a different Hungary team. This is a talented team. I mean, they're good. I mean they destroyed England when last we saw them in UEFA Nations League action. And now, I mean this is this is a good squad and I think if they were in the World Cup they would they would be capable of doing some damage, that's for sure. They're playing a disciplined style. They were they're absolutely following game plans and they're making the most of what they have on the roster. Um the final thing I think I'll say about this match is that The urgency that Germany played with in the second half, it needs to be there from the outset against England. And I know that's just stating the obvious, right? But it wasn't there against Hungary. And and you could argue pretty strongly right now that Hungary is a better team than England. They might not have the same talent base. They might not have the same upper end stars, but they are a better functioning team than England right now. So for me, I think... One of the things uh, that I'll be looking for and, and eagerly watching against England is how Germany approaches it. Do they come out fast? Do they come out making hard runs? Do they come out more precise with their passing, hitting the targets, putting the ball on the right foot, not behind players making runs? Are they going to be efficient with their chances? Because they did create a fair amount of chances but they were not good at finishing, and damn it, it's the same problem we've had with Bayern Munich, and that's why it's probably a little irritating to me because I feel like I'm just watching two different versions of the same team right now because the finishing, in my mind, was really poor, and I don't know how Hansi Flick is going to to fix that right now. I don't know if it gets done during this break, but he's got some work ahead of him because his entire team right now looks like they're in a bit of a funk. And I, I will say that when we saw Sane uh drive in and make a play, and I'll have to look through the Twitter feed because I was live tweeting the game because that slacker Tom Adams uh he had work so he could not do it. Uh what minute was that where Sane uh was able to 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 go and really create some havoc. Oh, it was in the fifty first minute. Uh, Sane had did just a nice little interchange there with Gundogan and, and Sane was bearing down the left side and he was at close range and he fired a shot, but Peter Galashi was able to stop it. That's one. It was a tough spot. It was a tough angle, but as a forward, you have to finish there. And I would say the same thing about Timo Werner. He had an opportunity a little bit later where he had a chance in the 57th minute, but was a bouncing ball. He didn't get a great piece of it. Again, tough opportunity, but he's got to make do with that. He's got to be better. In the first half, Thomas Muller did it perfectly time to leap off a nice looping cross from David Rahm. He did everything right except head it down right at Galashi. And, and sure, again, a tough play. It was not easy, but... You have to do better. And and I think the mantra for Germany over the course of this next match with England is just be better, be energetic, be better. You cannot come out flat. You cannot come out and be as inefficient as they have been with their opportunities. So that's where we'll leave it for here. We will of course be providing all kinds of great post-game coverage on the site. So check out, uh, Bavarian football works for our match awards observations, our initial analysis, some post game reactions, and all of that. Of course, if you missed it, check out the weekend warm up podcast as well because I hit on a lot of different things that involve Germany and a lot with Bayern Munich. I think you'll want to check that out because we dive deep into some of those issues that have been going on in the locker room and what's going on between Julian Nagelsmann, the players, Julian Nagelsmann in the front office, and everybody. So, Check that out. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, Try and shake this loss off. Don't let it bother you too much. Uh, I'm sure you're a little irritated if you're a Germany fan right now, but it'll get better. Uh, It has to get better. Cannot get uh, really much worse than it was in this match because they were flat for most of it. So have a beer on me and we will see you next time.